Well, hey, everybody, I'm Adam Shell, the pastor at Melbourne Heights, and welcome to our sermon podcast. And in this episode of our podcast, we are celebrating Easter Sunday together. And let's just be honest here. Easter Sunday feels like a bigger deal this year than it has in a long time. And that's because last year, the COVID-19 pandemic made us cancel our regular Easter plans that we look forward to every year. So last year, instead of pulling our cars into a crowded church parking lot on Easter Sunday, we ended up celebrating Easter at home. Instead of struggling to find a seat inside of a sanctuary, we were struggling to figure out how to get logged on to do church online. And instead of being able to worship God together in person, felt like we worshiped on Easter Sunday all alone. But this year, we get to participate in all of the events that we look forward to at Easter once again. So that's made this Easter a big deal for us. But we need to be careful, because if all we're focused on today is the events that we look forward to every single year on Easter Sunday, we might end up missing out on what Easter is all about. And that's what we're going to be talking about in today's sermon. So let's get right into it. Well, today is officially Easter Sunday. And if you've ever spent much time in the church on an Easter Sunday before, you have a pretty good idea of what it means to be at church on an Easter. On Easter Sunday, at the church you're attending, the parking lot is supposed to be a little bit fuller. And on Easter Sunday, it's supposed to take you a little bit longer to try to find your seat inside of the sanctuary space. On Easter Sunday, everybody is supposed to be decked out in their Sunday best. And everybody's supposed to be wearing their best smile on Easter Sunday when they come to church as well. On Easter Sunday, the church that you're in is supposed to pull out all the stops to put together a service that you'll remember. And on Easter Sunday, the preacher... Well, the preacher is supposed to preach a sermon that you won't soon forget. So we'll see how I do today. And that's what Easter Sundays have been like for the vast majority of our lives. But all of that changed for us last Easter. Last Easter, instead of seeing our church parking lots filled up with cars, our parking lots sat empty because we had to cancel all of our in-person services. Last Easter, instead of struggling to find your seat inside of a crowded sanctuary, you were struggling to figure out how to tune in and worship online. Last Easter, instead of getting dressed up in your Sunday best to come to a church service, a lot of us spent Easter Sunday at home sitting on our couches watching church online in our PJs. And yeah, Last Easter was an Easter that I think none of us will ever forget. But it's not because of the way we celebrated the good news of Jesus' resurrection. Last Easter will always be memorable because it was the first Easter and hopefully the last Easter that we ever have to celebrate in the height of a pandemic. And because COVID-19 caused us to change all of our regular plans, I think all of us that are worshiping together right now could agree that it felt like we missed Easter last year, right? It felt like we missed Easter last year because we didn't get to pull our cars into crowded parking lots at church. It felt like we missed Easter because we didn't have to struggle to try to find a seat inside of a sanctuary. It felt like we missed Easter because we didn't get dressed up to come to an in-person worship service, it felt like we missed Easter. 
And since it felt like we missed Easter last year, a lot of us have been looking forward to today. A lot of us have been looking forward to this Easter. And let's be honest here. There has been a whole lot for us to look forward to today. We've already talked about this, but today is the first time in more than a year that we've been able to offer an in-person worship service here at Melbourne Heights. And that's been a lot for us to look forward to today, because today is the first time in more than a year that many of us have had to think about pulling our car into a parking lot to come to church. And today is the first time in more than a year that many of us have, have had to struggle to even try to find a new space to sit inside of our sanctuaries. And today is the first time in more than a year that many of us have worshipped together in the same room as other people who aren't part of our families. And today is the first time in more than a year that we've been able to see each other face to face, even if the bottom half of our faces are still covered with face masks. So there's been a lot for us to look forward to today. There has been a lot for us to celebrate today. There has been a lot for us to be thankful for today. But because there has been so much for us to look forward to today, and because there has been so much for us to celebrate today, and because there has been so much for us to be thankful for today, we need to be careful today, or we'll end up missing Easter again this year. We need to be careful, or we'll end up missing Easter again this year. Now, since I can see at least the top half of many of your faces right now, I can see some of your eyebrows furrowing because you're like, that last sentence, it just doesn't make any sense. Because last year, it felt like we missed Easter because we weren't able to come together in person to celebrate the good news of Jesus' resurrection. But this year, here we are. There's many of us sitting together inside of the same room worshiping God on Easter Sunday. So how can we possibly miss Easter this year? Well, here's the thing. Last Easter, what we missed out on were the events of Easter. So last year, we missed out on worshiping together in person on Easter Sunday. And last year, we missed out on decorating our blossoming cross on Easter Sunday. And last year, we missed out on hiding Easter eggs and having big family gatherings with our families to celebrate Easter. And this year, yeah, this year we don't necessarily have to miss out on any of these events. But Easter isn't just about these events. Easter isn't just about these events. Easter isn't just about coming to attend an in-person worship service. Easter isn't just about getting dressed up in your Sunday best so that you and your family can have your picture taken. Easter isn't just about being able to hide some eggs for your kids or your grandkids that they'll try to find a little bit later on. Easter is about so much more than these things. So I want to take a minute right now to remind us all of what Easter is really about. And to do that, I want us to look at the Gospel of Luke, or Luke's biography of Jesus. And in Luke chapter 24, we are going to be reminded of what Easter is all about. So Luke chapter 24, we'll start reading together in verse 1. Here's what Luke writes. Very early in the morning, on the first day of the week, the women went to the tomb, bringing the fragrant spices they had prepared. 
they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they went in, they didn't find the body of the Lord Jesus. They didn't know what to make of this. Suddenly, two men were standing beside them in gleaming bright clothing. The women were frightened and bowed their faces toward the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He isn't here. He is risen from the dead. So this is what Easter is all about. Easter is all about the resurrection. And the resurrection tells us that Jesus isn't dead and buried in a tomb. Jesus is alive. Amen? Jesus is alive. And because Jesus is alive, every single one of us that are worshiping together today, whether you're in the same room as me right now or joining us online, we all have the chance to encounter Jesus. So Easter gives us the chance to encounter Jesus today. And that's what I want to make sure that we don't miss out on this Easter. I don't want us to get so caught up in being able to have an in-person worship service for the first time in more than a year that you miss out on the chance to encounter Jesus this Easter. I don't want us to get so caught up in being able to see each other face to face for the first time in more than a year that you miss out on the chance to encounter Jesus this Easter. I want to make sure that we don't get so caught up in the events that we've got planned for later on today, the fun that we're going to have after the service finishes up with our Easter egg hunt, that you miss out on the chance to encounter Jesus this Easter. Because when you encounter Jesus, it will change your life forever. And we see that happen as we continue to read some of the stories that take place on the day of the first Easter. Just a few hours after the story that we just read where the women went to the tomb and they found it empty and they were told by the messengers, by the angels, that Jesus is alive, the disciples are going to have their first chance to encounter Jesus. And we find the story of their first encounter with Jesus in the Gospel of John, John chapter 20, where we'll start reading together in verse 19. Here's what John writes. It was still the first day of the week. That evening, while the disciples were behind closed doors because they were afraid of the Jewish authorities, Jesus came and stood among them. He said, peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. When the disciples saw the Lord, they were filled with joy. Jesus said to them again, peace be with you. As the Father sent me, so I am sending you. Then he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, they are forgiven. If you don't forgive them, they aren't forgiven. Okay, so like I said just a second ago, this is the first time that the disciples will have the chance to encounter Jesus after the resurrection. And even though this encounter only lasts for a couple of verses inside of the Gospel of John, this one encounter alone is enough to change the disciples' lives forever. And there are three specific things that Jesus says inside of the passage that we just looked at that will change the disciples' lives forever. So let's go back and take another look at what Jesus says to the disciples in this passage. 
And the very first thing that Jesus says to the disciples, after they see him and they realize that he's in the the room with them, is Jesus says to them, peace be with you. So the first thing that Jesus promises us is peace. So when you encounter Jesus, he will give you peace. When you encounter Jesus, he will give you peace. But the kind of peace that Jesus wants to give you is different than the peace that we usually talk about when we talk about peace today. When we talk about peace today, what we talk about is the absence of violence or conflict or war. But the peace that Jesus wants to give us is so much more than that. The peace that Jesus wants to give us is what the Hebrews would call shalom. And the word shalom refers to completeness. So what Jesus is telling the disciples when he says to them, peace be with you, is he saying, guys, I understand. God understands that life is complex. God understands that your life is filled with so many different moving parts and pieces, so many different relationships and situations. And God understands that if any of these moving parts breaks down, that you don't have peace. God understands that if any of these pieces break down, that you need to be restored. And until you are restored, you cannot be made complete. You cannot be made whole. You cannot have peace. So Jesus promises his disciples that he will give them peace. That he will fix what's broken in their lives. That he will make them whole. And that's exactly what happens to the disciples. I mean, just think about where the disciples are at when the story we just read started. The disciples are hiding away behind locked doors. And the disciples are hidden behind locked doors because they're scared. They are afraid. They, they still believe that Jesus has been killed. And they're afraid that the same people that crucified Jesus are going to come and try to kill them too. So they lock themselves away. But these same people, the same group of people that are afraid as this story begins are going to be so changed by this encounter with Jesus that they will leave those locked doors. They'll walk through those locked doors and they will go into the world to tell everyone they can the good news of Jesus. They'll go everywhere they can to share the good news of Jesus' resurrection. And they do it without being afraid. The disciples are no longer afraid of being arrested or being persecuted or even being killed. And it's because... Jesus gives them peace. But that's just the first thing that Jesus says to his disciples inside of this passage. The next thing that Jesus says to his disciples after he says to them, peace be with you, is as the Father sent me, so I am sending you. So the second thing that God promises to give us when we have an encounter with Jesus is purpose. When you encounter Jesus, He will give you purpose. Now again, think about where the disciples are at as this passage began. They're hidden away behind locked doors, and they're not doing anything. Their lives have no purpose. We actually know from other accounts that take place after Jesus' crucifixion that some of the disciples are so lost that they're thinking about going back to the way that they lived before they ever met Jesus. So they don't have a purpose at all. But after this encounter with Jesus, all of that changes because when Jesus tells them that he is sending them like his father sent them, 
The disciples have a purpose. When Jesus sends them, the disciples go. They go. And they go to Jerusalem and Judea and they go to Samaria. They go as far west as the, Roman, as the city of Rome and they go as far east as India. They go as far north as modern day Georgia. That's the country, not the state in case you're wondering. And they go as far south as India. And they do it all because they have a purpose. And that purpose is to share the good news of Jesus and his resurrection with everyone that they can. So when you encounter Jesus, he'll give you peace, He'll give you purpose. And there's one more thing that Jesus promises to give his disciples. And this is all of his disciples, not just the people that were hiding behind locked doors. This is all of us that are continuing to commit ourselves to follow God today. But there's one more thing he promises to give us. And the third thing that he says, after he tells the disciples, peace be with you, and as the Father sent me, so I am sending you. Next thing that happens is we're told that Jesus breathes on his disciples and he tells them to receive the Holy Spirit. Now, i got to admit, when you first read that in the age of COVID-19, it sounds really weird, right? Jesus breathes on his disciples, and we're all thinking, oh no, droplets! But then Jesus tells them, receive the Holy Spirit. And when he tells them that, Jesus gives them power. So when you encounter Jesus, he will give you power. When you encounter Jesus, he will give you power. And he will give you power to do everything that God called you to do, everything that God created you to be. So when you encounter Jesus, he'll give you peace, he'll give you a purpose, he'll give you power. He'll give you peace, and he'll make your life complete. He'll give you a purpose that will keep you going every day of your life, and he'll give you the power to be who God always wanted you to be. And that's what I want to make sure that we don't miss out on today. That's what I want to make sure that you don't miss out on this Easter. Because I have to tell you, if it wasn't for this peace, this purpose, and this power that I found through my relationship with Jesus, I don't know if I could have made it through the last year. So let's just be honest. All of us went through a tough time over the course of the last year. And that includes all of your ministers and staff here. And I just think of how chaotic life got for all of us and for me as this pandemic began. I mean, I had spent 13 years in ministry. So I had 13 years of experience knowing what it was like to minister. And I've been here for nine years as a pastor of this church. So I've had nine years experience of knowing what it means to minister at Malvern Heights. And then it all goes flying out the window. No more in-person services, no more in-person activities. Now guess what? You've got to do it all online. You've got to figure it out. It's a very chaotic time. But that's not all that happened in our church over the last year. We also sold our old church building, so we had to move during a pandemic, relocate into a new office. And I don't even want to tell you how chaotic yesterday was as we were getting ready to have this service today. And Joe and David back there, they would both say amen if they weren't running tech for us right now. We couldn't have made it through without having that peace of Jesus. And again, as this pandemic began, I didn't know what my purpose was. I knew what it, my purpose was before, and it was reaching out and ministering to the people inside of our church. But all of that went out the window because there was nobody inside of our church anymore. But God had helped me rediscover the purpose of what he calls all of us to do and the way that he used our church. And over the course of the last year, our church has ministered to thousands upon thousands of people all across the country, all across the world. 
Last count, we've reached out and we've ministered to people in 47 different states and 43 different countries. That's incredible because our purpose is always to share the good news of Jesus. And now, we all needed the power to keep going because it's been an exhausting year for every single one of us. And without a relationship with Jesus, I don't think any of us could have kept going. So I want you to have that relationship with Jesus. I want you to encounter that Jesus. I want you to have this experience, and I want Jesus to give you that peace, that purpose, and that power that he wants you to have. Because as incredible as this story is of Jesus meeting his disciples for the first time after the resurrection, the story also comes with a warning for us. And we find this warning in John chapter 20, verse 24. Here's what John says. Thomas, the one called Didymus, or the twin, one of the twelve, wasn't with the disciples when Jesus came. One of the disciples wasn't there. One of the disciples missed his chance to encounter Jesus. One of the disciples missed Easter. And we don't really know why Thomas wasn't there. Maybe Thomas needed to go out and pick up some groceries to feed the rest of the group while they were hidden away behind locked doors. Maybe Thomas wanted to go out and check up on Jesus's mother Mary to see how she was doing after she had just seen her son crucified. Maybe Thomas just needed a minute and he needed to get away and take some time to reflect on everything that had been happening. But it doesn't really matter why Thomas wasn't there. Because the reality stays the same. Thomas wasn't in that room when Jesus appeared. Thomas missed his chance to encounter Jesus. I don't want you to be like Thomas. I don't want you to miss your chance to encounter Jesus today. I don't want you to miss your chance to receive the peace and the purpose and the power that Jesus wants to give you. I don't want you to miss this Easter. But I know that right now, there's a lot of different stuff that could be pulling your attention and your focus outside of this room. I know that right now, you may be sitting in this place just thinking about and reflecting on everything that happened over the course of the last year since the last time we were able to be together in person. And you may be thinking about the toll that COVID-19 has taken on the world or in your own life, and it's pulling your attention out of these walls. Or you may be so excited to be back inside of a sanctuary worshiping with other people right now. You may be so overjoyed that you can't focus in on anything else. So your attention is outside of the space. Or you may be so caught up in everything that you've got planned for the rest of the day today, whether it's a family gathering or an Easter egg hunt or whatever else it may be, that you're not focused on being in this place right now. But Easter tells us that Jesus is alive. And because Jesus is alive, we know that he is in this space with us right now. He is with you if you are worshiping with us inside of the sanctuary right now, or if you're worshiping with us online right now. Jesus is with you. And he wants to meet you. Jesus wants to have that encounter with you that will change your life forever. But what you have to ask yourself is, are you ready to encounter Jesus? 
Are you ready to receive the peace, the purpose, and the power that Jesus wants you to have? Are you ready to have your life changed forever? Are you ready? Are you ready to encounter Jesus this Easter? If you are, I'm going to ask you to do something in just a minute. In just a minute, I'm going to lead us in a prayer. And as I lead this prayer, I want you to repeat the words after me if you're ready to encounter Jesus for the first time today. And you can pray this prayer wherever you're at right now, and you don't even have to pray it out loud. But I want you to pray these words with me. God, I've been through so much this past year. My life has been chaotic. My life has been filled with confusion. My life has been overwhelming. So God, I need your peace as I face the chaos in my life. I need your purpose as I face the confusion in my life. I need your power as life feels overwhelming. So today, God, I want to encounter Jesus. I want to begin my relationship with Jesus. I want to commit to following Jesus as my Lord and as my Savior. And I want to commit to following Jesus every day of my life. God, hear my prayer. Amen. Well, hey, it's Adam again, and I just want to thank you for tuning in to this episode of our sermon podcast. And I hope that today's episode has reminded you of what Easter is all about. Easter gives us all the chance to encounter God. And we hope that you've encountered God through our time together today. Now, next week, we're going to be starting into a brand new sermon series at Melbourne Heights that we're calling a new normal. Because as life is starting to get back to normal for us, as the pandemic seems to be winding down with more and more people get vaccinated, we all want to know what that new normal is going to be like for us. And that includes what the new normal is going to be like for the church. So we're going to be talking about what our new normal at Melbourne Heights will look like. And we'll see that even though the world around us has changed, that our priorities as a church can't. So we hope that you'll come back and join us when that episode drops. And I just want to let you know that we are going to be changing the release date of our podcast. Instead of releasing it on Sunday afternoons, we're going to be releasing new episodes on Tuesday mornings each week. So we hope that you'll come and join us Tuesday when those drop. As always, if you subscribe to our podcast, they'll be sent straight to your favorite podcasting app whenever a new episode releases. And until the next time we get back together for another sermon podcast, I hope that you guys have a great week and we'll see you back here soon.